Wheat futures followed corn higher as dryness in the U.S. Midwest hampered corn production. There was additional support from reports of adverse weather impacting wheat crops in the EU, India, and Argentina. My name is Michael Wilton with the Sasqui Outlook for June 26th. You can find the detailed written report online at the Sasqui website. For a look at how futures finished the week last week, July contract Chicago winter wheat closed at $7.33, down $0.05 cents on Friday, up $0.72 cents on the week. July contract Kansas hard red winter wheat futures closed at $8.59, down $0.12 cents on Friday, up $0.46 cents on the week. July Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at $8.65, down 15 cents on Friday, up 32 cents on the week. U.S. wheat futures are currently trading 15 to 25 cents higher this Monday morning at the time of recording. The market is currently reacting to unrest within Russia. Matif Mealing wheat futures are also trading 5 to 5.5 euros higher this Monday morning. You've likely heard of the unrest that's happening in Russia over the weekend. Some are calling it a coup. On Friday, the Wagner mercenary group was reported to have captured a Russian military base and were marching towards Moscow in retaliation for what they say Russian troops attacking their group. A deal was reportedly struck on Saturday, where the leader of the Wagner group will be going to Belarus, while the rest of the Wagner mercenaries will have the option to sign contracts with the Russian military. A rally sparked by the Russian conflict should be seen as a selling opportunity. We think that overall it will have limited impact on the wheat market in the long term. In the significant purchases and trades, global wheat trade remains extremely slow. FOB prices have declined into harvest but have risen slightly as there is a growing number of weather concerns. Russian prices, however, have remained flat and are now at a steep discount to all other origins. Despite this, buying remains slow. There was a snap tender for Algeria, who bought 400,000 tons of wheat at $265.5 per ton. Saudi Arabia was also rumored to have bought 355,000 tons at $303 per ton from their overseas investments. Could this possibly be G3 now that Canadian wheat is no longer barred from the Saudi market? We will see. In Canada, the wheat crop continues to be in variable condition. Dryness in Manitoba has spread across the entire province. Wheat crops in western Manitoba are generally okay, while crop insurance claims will be common across the south-central region. End-of-week rain in Manitoba will improve soil moisture, but this is largely too late. In Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan Ag did not update the crop conditions, which were last reported at 81% good to excellent. Rain across the northwest and central region improved soil moisture conditions by three points to 69% adequate. The condition of Alberta's spring wheat crop rose by nine points over the week to 51% good to excellent. Rain in Alberta's northern regions improved soil moisture conditions, while the south remained dry. Provincial soil moisture conditions improved from 28% good to excellent to 57% good to excellent. Canadian week 46 wheat exports were 384,000 tons, for a season total of 17.4 million tons. 
Average weekly exports need to be around 360,000 tons per week for the remaining six weeks of the marketing year to meet the AAFC's 19.6 million ton number. Almost all of the wheat stocks needed to meet the AAFC's estimate have already been delivered into the elevator system, as visible supplies has grown to 2 million tons. For Canadian Durham, Alberta Ag did not give an update on the condition of the Durham crop, but soil moisture conditions in Alberta's southern region have improved another 6 points to 36% good to excellent. Durham exports in week 46 were strong at 137,000 tons, which makes for a season total of 4.7 million tons. Just 1,000 tons more Durham needs to be shipped to meet the AAFC's too low 4.8 million ton estimate. Visible supplies are 259,000 tons, but most of this is in primary elevators, so it could take a few weeks before it is exported. Durham stocks are tight domestically, global demand in the coming year will be strong, and the Canadian crop is not yet made. We are sold out of old crop Durham, but would wait before selling additional new crop. And we'll go down to the U.S. The U.S. winter wheat harvest is 15% complete and 5 points behind last year. Record hot temperatures in Texas spurred harvest there. The soft red winter wheat harvest is 32% complete. The condition of the U.S. spring wheat crop fell 9% from last week to 51% good to excellent. 15% of the spring wheat crop is under drought conditions, which is up 11% from last week. Soil moisture maps show dry areas in North Dakota are spreading, but end-of-week rains last week may have helped this. The Durham crop in North Dakota is 76% good to excellent, while Montana's crop is considered 88% good to excellent. U.S. new crop wheat sales were small, at 110,000 tons, and at the low end of expectations. Total commitments are down by 20% from last year. In Australia, Australia saw decent rains over the week. The country continues to get abnormal amounts of precipitation for an El Nino year. September is the most important month for the country's wheat production. In Argentina, dryness in Argentina prompted Badge to decrease wheat seeded area by 200,000 hectares to 2.6 million hectares. This is unchanged from last year. Seeding is 58% complete versus 67% last year. There is no rain in the forecast for the next 14 days. The Argentine wheat market is thin, and prices are nominal. In India, India's Flour Mill Association says that wheat output in the country will fall by 10% to a range between 101 to 103 million tons, compared to the government's record 113 million ton estimate. The decrease in production will turn the country into a net wheat importer rather than exporter as prices in the country continue to rise. And a note on China, harvest in China's winter wheat crop is wrapping up. China says a bumper crop of 137 million tons was produced, however heavy rain and wind before harvest damaged the quality of the crop. There are reports that 15% of the crop is not fit for human consumption. The feed market is buying up this sprouted wheat, which is being offered at a steep discount to corn. In the European Union, Matif wheat futures rose 8.25 euros over the week, 
Most of this was in sympathy to the U.S. markets, but EU values continued to rise on Thursday even though U.S. values were flat. There are a growing number of reports that the EU crop has been impacted by adverse weather. The EU crop monitor Mars cut their soft wheat yield forecast from 6 tons per hectare to 5.9 tons per hectare. This is still above last year's yield of 5.8 tons per hectare. The German Farmers Co-op lowered their crop estimate by 2.9% from last year to 21.9 million tons, as hot and dry conditions have prevailed in the country since mid-May. Similarly, wheat harvest in France is 2% complete, and crop ratings fell by 2% to 83% good to excellent. In the Black Sea, a Ukrainian diplomat says there's a 99.9% chance that Russia will not renew the Black Sea grain deal when it expires in mid-July. Russia's rapid export pace for the month of June has analysts increasing their monthly export estimate from 3.3 million tons to 3.6 million tons of wheat shipped during the month of June. While the price for wheat rose in most of the other major origins last week, Russian wheat prices remained flat, which widened the discount to other origins. Official prices for Russian wheat are $230 to $240 per ton on a FOB basis, but we hear there are even cheaper offers being made. In the coming week, it's going to be all about weather and how the market interprets the events from Russia. In our view, such abnormal events will call the future markets to initially start a little stronger, then fade as the conflict will have no real impact on the overall wheat picture. Global wheat buyers remain uncovered. They are buying hand-to-mouth and using local crops where possible. We don't think this will change. Stats Canada's planting report is out this week. We expect Stats Canada to predict a small increase in wheat plantings in Canada. The rally caused by unrest in Russia should be seen as a selling opportunity. We recommend going to 60% sold on the new crop production. Until next time, this is Michael Wilton with the Sasquatch Market Outlook. You can find the complete mercantile report online at sasquatch.ca.